but for getting like legit um half of half of our county hooked on letter kenny because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's spread now <clears throat> because my boss has now introduced his father-in-law great it feels as though that's some long thing as though letter kenny has been around for decades but it has not right and this only really started airing on hulu last year right so <laughs> it feels as though because i mean what is it it's, it's on the ninth season and they just speed ran the entirety of all of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, were we an anime podcast? Is that what? This is? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Otaku. <laughs> Welcome back. It's our first annual year-end wrap-up. Yeah. Top five of all your faves. And by all your faves, I mean our faves. Our faves. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll have your time. It's our time now, dummies. Yeah. You can always at me on Twitter and tell me what your faves are. And maybe yeah. we'll watch them if we haven't already. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did a top five for non-JoJo because yes. we do actually do other things than JoJo. <clears throat> If you've been listening to our recent episodes, and then we're doing top five of the seven parts of JoJo that we've consumed, uh, consumed thus far. So yeah, yeah. Did you want to kick it off with your number five for non JoJo? Um. So we are not including anything that we have consumed prior to 2020. This is strictly like a we watched this probably for the first time in 2020, and some of the anime mentioned does have different parts um or seasons rather so i guess it it's like it's literally like an on if we mentioned something that didn't debut in 2020 it probably debuted in like 2018 2019 and we just consumed it this year as a new season (sighs) yep (laughs) it's been a very long day for me breakfast i (laughs) I got, okay, I got to work this morning at 9.30, and I was there until after 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. and that was just like, that was just a day in the brewery. It wasn't yeah. even like a canning day, which I'm going to have a, next week. I feel like we both had exactly the same length of day, but yours was a lot more physically demanding than mine was. Yeah, hence me being like almost not able to stand up like without wanting to like claw at something (laughs) i don't know (laughs) flash out yeah pretty much um all right so why don't you start with your number five meaning this is the lowest ranked of your top five anime that you've consumed probably for the first time in 2020 Okay, yeah. Um, I panicked a little bit on this, and it was, as we both kind of found out, a little hard to really distill this down. Um, But it was good because it kind of made us think a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, what do we got? So my number five was Food Wars. Um, Oh, that was on my list earlier. Yeah. (sighs) Um, We've only watched a little bit of it. 
I'm but super into it. It is really bad shit and off the wall. And the like, animation is really good. Right. Which I've come to appreciate a lot, especially, I don't know, like the us going back and, and reviewing or watching for the first time older stuff yeah. is making the contrast super, super clear that there's like two extremes of that late 80s, mid 90s uh, anime yeah. quality. They're either really, really shitty or they're really, really good. And that could be a mixed bag of them trying some new stuff. But yeah, um, some of the newer stuff, like uh, a couple of them, especially on my list that I have, uh, very recent and very happy with the animation. And Food Wars for as goofy as it is, which is literally, it's just like... T- uh, it's really top, off the wall. It's like Top Chef, but for high schoolers at the Uber Elite Academy right. for cooking. But also high schoolers who try food and have their clothes like dissolve. Right. Because like, it's so good. <laughs> like their mental vision of themselves is them just like floating away to Nirvana. Of all the food competition shows we have watched... Um, outside of like British Bake Off with Noel Fielding, like this is honestly like my, one of my top food <laughs> like competition right. shows, and it's not even with real well, people. <laughs> I mean, so for as ridiculous and batshit as the show is in context, they do a really good job of actually like teaching you about the recipes and the ingredients and like kind of they give you a little the bit thought process yeah they're like okay and i'm like huh i could actually learn something about this in yeah. these topics if i were to have the right headspace about it that's very true also can i just mention how much i love pbr yeah i too love pbr non-spawn but maybe spawn maybe future spawn <laughs> looking at you pibs this is literally my go-to beer i work in a brewery and this is my i'm done with work i just want to chillax and have a beer beer it's a beer that you literally don't have to think about yeah at all. and it's, it's not terrible tasting right I'm not asking for a lot from beer that I can just let my brain not. Remember when we had that about. other won't name the domestic brand, but definitely uh, an American Pilsner. Uh, yeah. Remember how awful that was. <clears throat> in comp in comparison, yeah. yeah, like just so much corn adjunct, <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, rice, but yeah. Oh, rice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just super palate wrecking and gross but anyway completely off topic yeah um (laughs) beer aside so that was my number five um definitely recommend it like i said we are only maybe halfway through the first season i'm not even sure how many seasons i know there's got to be at least i think there's two i know there's like a couple of fairly new series i know they have like a movie or two so it's definitely super popular um, right in japan um number four oh you're going down your list oh yeah sorry 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 yeah you go number five and go (laughs) And nailed it. And nope, that's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, another food show. <laughs> Fuck. Um, shout out to Nicole Byer. You are best host for nailed it. Uh, my number five that we previously mentioned, tr- you trying to get me into several years ago was Oran High School Host Club. Yeah, it is such a serotonin boost Mm -hmm. like honestly like it's so cute and like good and like it's just so innocent and just it's like the animation is good and the plot is like whatever like fuck it (laughs) like i'm not watching this for the plot yeah i'm watching it because it's super fucking cute and honestly like 
I was kind of a tomboy growing up. And the reason this is my number five pick and not higher on my list, honestly, is because of it seems with like um, Haruhi, like the, the main person in the host club, being like, what does it matter if I'm a boy or a girl? I was like, oh, my God, this show's fucking woke. Like, good for you. Like, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like anime, but then they have the subtitles use T-word slang that I'm not comfortable saying aloud. <clears throat> yeah. Outside of context of, like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show because that was, like, in and of itself, like, a like an era, like, a film. And, like, obviously we all realize now that some of the language used in that is problematic. Um, but yeah, so some of the, some of the language used is very problematic. Um, I don't know if it's like a translation thing or if the subtitlers were just like, fuck it, just use that word. Probably that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously nowadays, like you would never be like, oh yeah, that person's dad is a, mm, like. Yeah. I mean, I think unfortunately it's a combination of bad translation and early 2000s and yeah cultural gap yeah like i don't think there's bad intent to it like they no, don't they there's don't definitely treat no, it like there's definitely no malice to it which just makes it even more kind of like jarring you're just like oh yeah. they said that so nicely like right i mean they ooh. definitely like don't like there's no like it's not a weird thing like everyone just like no one really bats an eye about it it's right. just like well yeah your father nobody cares yeah it's like your father or the, the owner of this inn there that's just their that's their thing and yeah. okay all right, cool. Yeah, I'm here for sounds it. good. Great, yeah, nice so to meet you. That's yeah, I definitely that's definitely very um, off-putting. Yeah. but I don't I don't attribute it as a fault of the anime itself. I think it's got to be some. But weird honestly, like stuff. earlier today when I was compiling this list, um, or on high school, host club was a little bit higher, and then I kind of remembered some other stuff we had watched thanks to looking at your list. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh yeah, and they used like some some weird terminology. So that's why I ranked it like my number five instead of anything higher. So for you, mm-hmm. number, number four. four, number four for both of us, for both number of four. us. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. We both basically stumbled on this show through Netflix's heavy handedness <laughs> because it would not lay off. They were like, they were like, oi, nah, oi, nah, oi, nah. Yeah. Um, that'll make more sense if you watch this. It's a uh, psyche, psyche K, disastrous psychic. life of the, the disastrous life of psychic. Right. That's what it's. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, this this pink haired idiot that's actually the most genius uh, human on the face of the planet and is the like think of he's Superman. He's the most disenchanted. Yeah. He's like if Superman was a nihil, basically almost nihilistic, disenchanted teenage angsty boy. Can I ask you something? Hmm. Would you want to live your life out as, like, Psyche Kuso? Because, like, I don't think I would. If I was the most powerful being on the planet, Mm -hmm. would I want to live my life day-to-day regularly? Like, no, I don't think I would. No, and I think that's kind of the genius of the show is that it's a realistic outlook and be like well if you really had these powers from birth it's not like you woke up one day and you were like magically had these powers if this was literally your entire understanding of and comprehension of the world and it was just really really inconvenient all the time 24 7 
I'd probably fucking hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally the whole plot is him doing his damnedest to interact with everybody around him as little as possible and completely failing to do that because everybody yeah. is gravitating towards him the entire time despite his best efforts and yeah. it's hilarious and he's got this group of like this cast of characters around him who are all either idiots or they're narcissists or they're stupid narcissists or they're rich or they're they think they have superpowers some of them do have superpowers but they're all just paling in comparison to his i have another question for you mm. do you think you would like nendo as much if you didn't realize it was J jotaro kujo's voice actor yes i think i would yeah yeah i mean that's just really a bonus would you find him like as precious is what i'm trying to say no probably not yeah i don't think he'd be as precious but he'd still be funny yeah absolutely he's just <laughs> nendo is this he is the only person in the entire world that Psyche cannot read his mind. Because there's, there's, there's nothing just, happening. <laughs> there's nothing in there. It's like if, if Joseph Joestar was a real person and Psyche tried to read his mind, it'd be like, oh, nope, nothing going you on in there. You can't read boulders. Literally nothing going on in there. Marbles. Yeah. So I truly enjoy this show. I believe it was, yeah, it was Netflix being like ultra pushy. Like, hey, look at it. Look at 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 our anime. Mm -hmm. Look at our anime. Come on, look at it. And um, and I was going through, I think one day I had a day off and I was like, okay, Greg and I, <coughs> excuse me, Greg and I really need to uh, like find some other anime to watch. And so I was going through basically like whatever Netflix kind of suggested or whatever was like um, in the top or most popular or whatever um on netflix and i was just like i would watch like 30 seconds of a show and add it if if it was intriguing enough and i'm i'm exaggerating by 30 seconds i would watch like half an half an episode or or a full first episode and i think like literally probably five minutes into psyche k i was like okay this is straight up greg's alley like i'll be so surprised if he does not like this show and here we are like well into it so it's just um it has earned its number four spot for sure yeah it is really funny it's really funny like yeah. i mean it's not just goofy and stupid like it's it's actually really funny like which like the writing's clever um and it's it's and when i said it's one of the ridiculous most ridiculous gag animes that i've seen i found out afterwards that the it is essentially a sequel to prior works by the guy who did gintama um, which neither of us have watched, but we've watched like the five we've minutes. We've fallen down that YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, five minutes of Gintama with no context. And there's a few videos up on YouTube that are just fucking, I don't even know. Like, I don't even want to start watching this show, but it makes it look like a, a head injury of an anime in a good way. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's our number four. We both chose that. Mm. Um, what's your number three? Agaretsuko season three. Okay. See, okay. I just put Agaretsuko. <laughs> okay. So we yeah, tied but, on this one too. Right. But that's because I have a tie for first place. Mm. So yeah, I couldn't decide my number one, but Agaretsuko is super cute and it's very relatable. Yeah, it is. For anyone who's been stuck at a job. Mm -hmm. that they just hated and like their managers were like just super fucking toxic like Agatsuko is 
it's such a breath of fresh air into like yes I've been there I've done that like I, f- I feel this for a product of the same company that produces um hello kitty hello kitty and those kind of similarly those for the same company that has those which are typically not exactly plot driven and they're real cheap like you know the production and the thematics are just kind of on the same level um agritsuko deals with like liz was saying some real shit like every episode and it's either like they're either talking like relationships or you know work dynamic and having to deal with people and stuff like that and it's just kind of surprisingly like relevant to actual life it's definitely geared towards adults well yeah definitely. which is super appreciative or <laughs> appreciated mm-hmm. yeah it's just uh it i don't know the third season i was really because I feel like it geared up very quickly and it went from only having the one season and it being such a smash hit that, yeah. uh, you know, anytime you have that, you get a little nervous with that it's going to affect the quality and the writing and stuff like that. Well, but, even my girlfriend who just literally cannot get into anime, like it just doesn't do anything for her. She watched Agatsuko and she's like in love with it. She's like, this is the only anime I can fucking stand. And mm-hmm. I'm like, good <laughs> like i'm glad but yeah it's uh it's just cute and it's i want to say fun it's fun it's but it fun. also does have like a real message yeah so um, yeah it definitely definitely does touch on some of the like not so fun aspects of being a grown-up and living life yeah season three definitely went to some dark dark shit too which i was mm-hmm. we were both pretty surprised by yeah absolutely so but yeah that's uh number three for both for both of us how about you you do your number two first i don't have a number two i have two two things tied for number one <sighs> okay <laughs> okay um all right so my number two definitely only my number two not my number one slash two is bna okay which uh we both enjoyed yes and it was again kind of watching it on a whim yeah definitely but it's Um, got uh i hadn't even heard of it really yeah i hadn't either and i think i got it confused with b stars yes that's right you did you're like isn't that isn't that the b stars that everyone's horny about online (laughs) i don't think i sounded like that yeah you you sounded like a 1870s letter boy okay cool 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 i guess um but it it also had like very uh, Zootopia vibes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Greg's kind of a furry; he'll like this." <laughs> I'm I'm totally into that stuff. I'll be all about that. Um, yeah, you were right. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> checked all the boxes. But hey, uh, you got the bonus of yet another anime featuring Dio Brando, so that's fun. <laughs> it's like a fucking. Uh, it's like Dude bingo. Has- Dude has over 400 IMDb credits. Literally anime bingo would be like yeah, auto bingo. I told you, did I tell you about um, how I posted that status update on Facebook and Angel was immediately like, she was like, oh, that's a pretty man. And then (laughs) (laughs) then she was like, oh my God, he's an XL saga. Yes. You told me about the XL saga uh, revelation, but I don't think I remember the, ooh, pretty, pretty man. It was a series of comments as Angels want to do. Yeah. Yeah, she does do that. Which is great. I hey. love her for it. I'm like, this didn't need three comments, but I will cherish each and every one of them. But we'll support it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, BNA is another 
I, it, and Jorno. Right. Yes. And Jorno, which is just a bonus feature at, at that point. Um, I feel like BNA was another that Netflix is definitely the only reason that we watched it. Yeah. But I, I don't I feel like Netflix is getting a little aggressive with their use of the term original Netflix because I don't think the BNA like BNA definitely I think that they're using that in the fact that they're the only ones that have the distribution rights yes. for these anime it's not that it was produced because they because Netflix has done a few where they literally funded everything and did the production for it in-house if they fund even a small amount of it I'm pretty sure they can call it an original right. series which, but it definitely, VNA definitely Well, it's like aired. having HBO have their original series. Like, yeah, sure, it's airing only on HBO. And I'm sure some funding and production came from HBO because obviously, like, they, they bought the rights to the show. Yeah, I just feel like it's kind of weird when they get a little... I don't. I mean, look at British Bake Off. It's the same situation. It's a Netflix original, but it's not. I mean, it aired on, on one of... 87 BBC channels. The baby, the BBC too. <laughs> Two through 17. Uh, you know, a few years ago and was airing on there for a good while. And then Netflix was like, Hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll buy this from you. We'll air it. I guess. All right. What's your number one? Okay. My number one is Carol and Tuesday. Um, talking about precious beans in an anime yeah. and feel good. And, but it's not really like a super feel good anime. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a narrow tightrope of an emotional roller coaster, I yeah. guess. Um, it's got the best music, yes, by far. Absolutely. In, I I don't want to say of any anime because there's a lot of them that hold a lot of emotional and me, you know, having experience from when I was younger and looking back. And but for new anime that make me feel something on the first listen carol and tuesday has some immense music yeah. like really and the sound production and the animation is beautiful yeah uh also i have to give them credit for longest longest in a series me wondering why it's got a tvma rating oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing TVMA about this show. That was like season one, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was all the way until I don't want. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a yeah. We're not doing scene, recaps here. Yeah. There's a single scene in one episode that merits the TVMA, and it's for a swearing for using. Bad I think. Words. Well, I think that each episode is rated depending on the content. They were all rated TVMA. Oh, okay. Unless they went back and fixed it, but. When we were sure. watching it, it was TVMA, and I'm like, there is nothing TVMA about this show. Right. It's so good and pure. Um, I really like how Carol and Tuesday tie in um, like CGI with yes. their animation, and it's not blastingly <clears throat> gross. Yeah, they they use CGI like uh, you and I would assume that any decently budgeted animation yeah. house should be at this point in 2019 2020 able to like figure it out yeah like, there's no reason why it should be this glaring like well there's the cgi kind of moment in every episode so very true um just i don't know a really cool really cool anime definitely definitely super recommended if you guys haven't checked it out yeah absolutely so my number one slot was a complete tie because i i honestly couldn't choose between the two 
Um, but it is B&A and Carol on Tuesday. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Well, listen, we're talking about like new anime that we've consumed this year. So yeah, like I haven't watched. <laughs> I Food Wars was really close to making it on the list, but Oran Host, like Oran Host, the host. No, that was a horror movie. Uh, Oran High School Host Club. And thinking about Agatsuko more, like really just... And the fact that we've pretty much binge watched like Psyche K and we've only watched a few episodes of Food Wars. I really, really, really like Food Wars, but it was not going to be the number one slot for me. Yeah. Because I do think it's a little icky with the (laughs) amount of fan service. Yeah, it's pretty heavy handed. I do understand like it's a little tongue in cheek, like kill a kill, Hmm. you know? Yeah. Looking back, that one is like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all really put the budget in that one, didn't you? Yeah. So just, and we haven't watched any new My Hero. Um, we haven't watched any new, really like a lot of stuff that's been ongoing. So I couldn't put those on my list at all. Yeah. So yeah, B&A and Carolyn Tuesday were uh, tied for my number one slot. So that's fine. Yeah. I would think that they're great choices. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Indubitably. And, okay, yeah, I did look at your list, and I completely <laughs> revamped mine, but you gave me some stuff to think about, and I honestly did put some thought into this rather than just being like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking copy him, but throw one that he watched 10 years ago that I didn't see. Like, that's not how my thought process went. So yeah. not that I have to defend myself to any two of our listeners. You don't at all. All right, so now because... The whole reason this podcast exists is because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And if you've been listening since the beginning, it started out as a let's watch this and react to it in real time kind of situation. Because honestly, like Greg, some of your reactions to watching Stardust Crusaders and Diamond is Unbreakable were fucking amazing. And we were still like mostly quarantined at this point. Like the whole state was for me like pretty much shut down and you were only working like once every two or three days and so we had a lot of time on our hands and we started recording back in may yep and didn't (laughs) i was just like yeah we'll we'll make a podcast and then i sat there for two months and didn't do anything didn't do a podcast well i didn't upload anything and then (laughs) and then our good friend kyle reached out and he was like i have this idea for a theme song for you guys and blah blah blah. so here we are today it's all because of jojo it's all because of jojo and his fucking bizarre adventures yeah so we are going to rank our top five jojo's bizarre oh my god sorry i just that didn't that That sound that showed up on the fucking mic um so we're gonna rank let's try this again (laughs) sorry take 17 We're going to rank our top five JoJo parts. Not farts. Not farts. Or parts. Not seasons, because there's this whole like, oh, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendies are one season. Like, Not seasons or Caesars. Listen, there's only one Caesar, but there's many Zeppelis. Talk about a tossed salad. Mm. What? Remember that time that I took the bag of Caesar croutons and I wrote Shiza on it <laughs> yeah. and I sent it to Connor and he was like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were just like, you were like, you were doing that because it was very nicely written out. Like, and you were so neat. And you're like, no, no, I need to be perfect. 
needs to be perfect. Like when you wrote it on the no, bag. No, I didn't. It looked like. I literally scribbled it out with a fat Sharpie. Well, your subconscious did some magic or something. I was like, it needs to be legible so I can take a picture of it and send it to somebody. Well, it looked really good. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I have good handwriting and sometimes it looks like a 10-year-old when I write on my a bag pencil. Of, when I write on a bag of croutons, then yeah. it's very good. All right, let's do this. Oh, yeah. You're number five, meaning your lowest ranked. Number five is part five. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm so surprised. Uh, okay, I didn't look at his list. Uh, just preface yeah. this whole thing. I did not see his JoJo parts. Yeah, you're going to have ranked. some issues with mine. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay <have> feeling. <laughs> you were like oh this doesn't have to be a very long podcast and here we are 32 yeah. minutes into it and yeah what the fuck happened that's okay. okay all right yeah number five for me boss um it's got a lot of memorable characters but the <sighs> i just didn't gel with them as much as i did in other parts not to say that i don't love the characters and the story is uh, different than some other parts, I guess, thematically. Definitely a different so kind of edge. Ships. I know, but I don't, sh I don't do, I don't, I don't have my first class ticket punched aboard the SS ship Palooza. I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> You're really know. struggling for that. Your face was doing some I wild trying, stuff. I was like my, my filthy little raccoon. You, mean you don't have, you don't have a first class cabin from. Europe to America in 1890. Well, yeah, I don't also don't have a secret With a vampire's head, secret sub compartment under my coffin to live a hundred okay. years of the you bottom of the ocean. Not everyone does. I know. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, my and this was really hard for me, but my fifth out of the seven parts of JoJo we have consumed, mm -hmm. my fifth ranked was Battle Tendies. I feel right for me for you. Like, yeah, I get that. That yeah. jives with you? Yeah. Okay. Battle Tendies didn't even make it on my list. I know. I I knew that as soon <laughs> yeah. as you said Vento Arreo was your number really, five. I don't really give that much of a fuck about Battle Tendies, honestly. There's like a few things. I know things. you don't. There's a couple things that I fuck with in that. And other than that, I'm just like, no. Like, <laughs> like whatever, God. dude. Whatever, man. Savage. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it had it had to be on my list. Because okay. of Caesar and because of cars. And Tequila Joseph. I don't give a fuck about Tequila Joseph. You like the meme, though. I do. I like the meme. And I like people who cosplay as Tequila Joseph, but I yeah. uh, fucking rocks for brains. And you know what? It deserves it deserves a high slot because of like one of the first instances, and I thought about this in the brewery today. One of the first scenes we see Joseph, he's getting mugged. And then he immediately goes and punches a fucking cop in the face because the cop is fucking racist. Yeah, he does do that. <laughs> number four. My number four is part seven. <laughs> yeah, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I knew. Oh, boy. I yeah, I got a little sweaty when I was making this list because I was like, boy, she is she going to have some fucking feelings about this. Do give your reasonings. Without spoiling the whole, even though it's been out for almost 20 years. Fuck. It's true, huh? Yeah. I, uh, okay. So hear me out. I'm part, listening. Part seven, we, 
I, I mean, I could go back and reread it again. I'm going to. There's a lot of stuff that we're we going. Both, we're going to. You said the other night you were going to reread it. Right. There's a lot of stuff that I missed. There's a lot of there is that is positive points for me is that there's still a lot of intrigue to it, but there's no animation. I'm. <laughs> I'm nervous about the animation. That's like 15 years from now, probably. Stop. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare, Part dude. six is still like not confirmed. Stop. I'm sorry. That's... Okay, I know. And this is like top five anime. But I mean, then we segued into JoJo. So it, it counts. It's fine. Yeah. But I... I don't necessarily love the pacing in part seven. I think that it does some weird stuff with some time lapses and whatnot. Bro. <sighs> What? You need to reread part seven. Okay. That's I want to say so many things to you right now, but I don't. I'm not gonna. Okay. I just, that's how I feel about it. All right. Well, that's how you feel, and your feelings are valid. Thanks. You're welcome. What's your number four? Vento Areo. <laughs> okay. So one, <laughs> one in front of mine. I was just so surprised you ranked it number Bro. five out of five. Yeah, for I... part five. That's not why I did it. Yeah, I know it's not why you did it. I. So I really did want Vento Areo to be higher on my list, but when I sat back and thought about watching it, um, I realized that a lot of my views on it are very much clouded by AO3 hmm. oh. and people I follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, it it's definitely, I mean, it's it's in my top five. I mean, I feel like that's valid. Like, you know, it's, an ex- it's like I like to think of that as like the Star Wars expanded universe. Like headcanons derived from fan fiction. I love what the fans do with, with the Vento Areo characters. I really do. I love what the fans do with La Squadra. I love what they do with Bucci Gang. Mm-hmm. I fill the void in my heart with a lot of content regarding this specific part because I feel like it was what 39 episodes but it wasn't really because it had like four or five recap episodes yeah which was fucking garbage yeah I just I don't know why the hell they did that I don't understand why they did that either I guess because they didn't want it to be like too short they wanted to be probably as long as diamond is unbreakable but I don't I was just like fuck off with this like give me content (laughs) so of anime, like, obviously that didn't, that probably, Vento Areo probably would make my top 15 anime. Really? If we're separating JoJo by all the parts that have been animated so far, it would definitely make my top 15 if we're counting stuff we've watched prior, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Like series or OVAs or all? Like any anime we've consumed. Hmm. Specific anime. Okay. Like specifically anime. I okay. can't talk today. Okay. I got brain worms. Okay. All right. What's your number three? Mm, number three is part three. Stardust Crusaders? Yes. Okay. I I love these idiots. Like, But you hate them so much. It doesn't matter. Like, I love to hate them. You hate Iggy. Yes. With a fucking passion. Because he's a nasty little gremlin. You hate Polnareff. I don't hate Polnareff. You hate Polnareff. <gasps> I thought you hated Polnareff with me. I don't love Polnareff. Okay. He's got a lot of flaws in Listen, his character. Listen, I don't hate, hate him. I just... You love to... You like to, to dunk on him. If he was a friend of mine, absolutely I'd fucking dunk on him. Right. Constantly. Right, and he deserves it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to get dunked on. By Sands from Undertale, specifically. 
<laughs> what? Because that's like the like get dunked on kid. That's what that's from. Okay. Anyways, I I love. I thought there's some weird headcanon like no ship going on with you. No. All right. Hey, maybe. Who knows? Only me. So part three has I feel like some of the best pursuit of a goal in anime that I can remember. Like okay. they set out it's like some epic poetry shit. Like they're like on it's the a, Iliad. it's a comedy of errors. Yes. But it works. Like yeah. I love all the characters for all of their shitty quirks and personalities and they're all ridiculous, but they're just just nefarious enough that it still adds that necessary edge to the plot to keep things driving along. Um, it is my first real experience with Jojo that yeah. I have a takeaway from. So I just, I don't know. It's, it has that nice solid place in my head. I'm going to give you that because I think that had, um, the most of age fuckable characters. <laughs> If I had had any PBR MML, that would be fucking everywhere right now. Like literally on every surface. No, I take that back. That's been proven demonstrably false by part five, where like almost almost everyone is over 18 except for fucking Giorno. Goddamn Giorno. Come on, man. So, um, all right. Never mind. I take that back. But all I'm thinking is Mariah, please smash me with your titties. Yeah, I know. Blam. Kapop. Like, please. Bip and bap. All right. So my number three, speaking of of age fuckable characters, of which there are none. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one. Diamond is unbreakable. Mm-hmm. There's okay. two. Never mind. I forgot Jotaro's like old man. <laughs> and is he like 28? Score. Yeah, fucking ancient. And then Tomoko. So those are the only two of age fuckable characters. But can we talk about how spicy they are? <laughs> Yeah, they're a bunch of spicy little bastards. Like No, just those two. Oh, I, I mean, I was talking about everybody being spicy. Well, yeah, Josuke's got a spicy attitude. Yes. And he... It's funny because he... You get the feeling from his character in part four that he's just like, do I really have to fucking be here for this shit? Yeah, no, it's great. I think I really... I think I put up with Stardust Crusaders... For the sake of watching JoJo. And I was like, I don't think I really love this, love this. Like, I'm definitely never going to have brain worms from just this. Mm-hmm. But then when we watched part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, I was like, oh, I got the brain worms. I got them wormy brains. I got the br- br- brain worms. Chock full, of, chock full of worms. Chock full. Josuke is so cute and so <sighs> the utter opposite of Jotaro in part three. Yeah. That I was just like. I, I want more of this. I want to live <clears throat> in Josuke, like in his brain. Yeah. I just want to be inside his brain and like cuddle his like soft tissues. <laughs> That's one of the top five weirdest things I think I've heard you say this year. <laughs> just... That's another top five list. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. He's such a he's good, a good boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> And Okiasu's a really good boy, too. Yeah. They're idiots. But Koichi's just a boy. He's just a, a small, little, I think Koichi's stand honestly makes me, like, really not like him. Yeah. And Remy. Mm-hmm. Remy was fire. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Rohan. 
who is who the sassiest have, of bitches. You have some feelings about Rohan. I do. <laughs> Which is fine and normal. Listen, and if if Rohan was a real person and if he was like not completely gay, like would I try to get in that? Yeah. Would you want him to spit on you? Well, <laughs> depends on what part of me. Yeah. This will not turn X-rated. Huh. I don't know about that. <laughs> this is getting real horny real fast. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real horny hours real horny on hours. Otaku Podcast. Yeah, I wish I could get a little bell. Goes All right. Off. What's your number two? Number two is part six. Yeah? Yeah. Stone Ocean? Uh-huh. Well, Stone Ocean action? Yeah. Give me a reasoning. I feel like I have some real anticipation for the anime adaptation. How's that for alliteration? Mm. <laughs> and I feel like they could do a lot with this as an anime. But from the manga, I feel like the characters are a breath of fresh air. They, other than, you know, there's what one reoccurring character, like one, two, two characters that you know of from prior parts. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, and they're, Honestly, for the significance that they hold in the greater context of the story, not really that prevalent in the actual plot, like like the driven plot aspect of part six. I'm going to disagree with you there. They're the entire reason there's a plot for part six. They're, they are mechanics for the plot. They're like a tool to inspire the plot. That's The whole plot is based around the fact that that they hate each other. Okay. And that literally one of them will go beyond his own death to try to stop the other one from existing. Mm. Like, so agree to disagree, I guess, <clears throat> but you're wrong. I, we're, I feel like we're both looking at the two sides of the same coin. Yeah, exactly. My, so, but I, yeah, so, but... Do you want Taco Bell? No. Okay. I am fucking stuffed right now yeah you are <laughs> ringing ringing the horny bell again okay. you need like a like a long poster tube you can re- reach across the table and just like bonk bad <laughs> bonk go yeah. to horny jail yeah horny jail i i love the characters in part six i think they i think part six has some of the best plot twists in the whole of jojo Ooh. um with characters and with their, you know, with all that stuff. And there is some fucking out of right field shit going on. Basically from the first panel of the first chapter. Remember how I thought I spoiled all of part six for myself? Turns out I only spoiled like the first like third of it. Yeah. And yeah. so like the end of it like fucking just slammed me I sideways. Don't even, I don't even know where to start with that shit. Like, like the second half of Stone Ocean just slammed me up against the wall and just kept me there in a chokehold yeah like not in a sexy way not in a horny way no no um the if any of you have not read part six yet uh holy shit like get ready yeah because that shit is and do it yeah (sighs) my number two was also stone ocean nice because so i am really 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 looking forward to um them animating it for several reasons one of which is um, my activity on Twitter and on the internet in general. It has come to 
light that a lot of people who aren't just like gay boys or het women like are into Jojo like as a franchise Hmm. and so there's a lot of bisexuals there's a lot of lesbians that really really fucking like Jojo and I feel like while there's no obviously explicit um like you know relationships in part six it is featuring a, a mostly female cast for a good chunk of it mm-hmm. and i really love that i really love Araki like going that direction giving jotaro a daughter and having her be like the main person and yeah while jotaro's like backstory does kind of drive the plot forward for the most part like Jolene does make a lot of choices and conscious decisions to act on behalf of like her own, you know, feelings and yeah, she's her own character. Right. And he just happens to show up. Well, yeah. So I really appreciate part six for what it is. Um, I know a lot of fans I can't tell if if they really hate it, hate it, or if they just are like, ah, like, why did you do this to me? Because it's got to be that because it really is. It really is the end of an era in a, in a very literal sense. And, but I do appreciate like what it does for the franchise as an over, like in an overall story kind of way. Let's just power through (laughs) our number ones uh, in our top five Jojo parts. Go. Number four. Diamond is unbreakable. Diamond. That's tough-ass diamond, yo. Okay, give me your reasons. Uh, It is the most... I feel like it has the most charming slice of life. It really is slice of life-y, isn't it? Yeah. It was almost shoujo-esque. Yeah. I love... I feel like for as much as I dislike a few of the characters in part four, it has the most likable... Uh, protagonists and main crew and you still get some of the oldies and they make uh, they make Joseph look like a big dumbass like they they do have the most personality yeah I feel like personality is I feel like this is I feel like this is the most personality driven of for me and like at least in my interpretation of them of the, the parts because it's all it's more about them and kind of their relationships and how that plays into right it's weird because the villain the villains i guess if you want to count otoishi as one of the main villains yeah um the villains of plot four like really are kind of like a well this is inconvenient i guess we need to put a stop to this Right. It's not, they're, they're not like global, like they're not trying to literally destroy all human life or to end somebody's entire family lineage or any of that stuff, really. Exactly. It's just like, ah, oh, beans, this is mildly inconveniencing me that your whole ragtag group of idiots is <laughs> won't stop trying to foil my plans. Right. Well, Otoishi, I feel like, was trying to, like, did have a very much ulterior motive in what he was doing. But Kira was definitely like, I just want to live my life, guys. Yep. If I'm a serial killer, so be it. 
right? <laughs> Not exactly making any excuses for him. Right. But, but like, then, but then gang gang was like, uh, no, like we can't just let you fucking do yeah. this. No, the fuck you ain't. Yeah. Especially with grandpa flying around the town with his fucking arrow. Like that's so dumb. Yeah. But definitely just, can't let funny. you do that. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my number one part four. BB diamonds unbreakable. So the entire reasoning you gave for your number one slot is pretty much my entire reasoning for picking Steel Ball Run for my number one slot. Yeah. So much personality. And the villains, like that that YouTube video we watched, the villain isn't someone who you see and you're outwardly like, oh, that's definitely the bad guy. It's kind of like, is are they the bad guy? Like, yeah. I feel, what, are, what are their motives? Like, I don't, I, I, I guess, like, they explain it and they have several pages, like, dedicated to the explanation of their motives and reasoning for doing what they're doing. But it's still unclear what exactly they're doing or how they're doing it. I feel like, I feel like, until part, the end. I feel like part seven is going to, when it does get animated, immensely ratchet up the scale for me. But as a manga, I just didn't get on my first. Maybe even on the second read, it'll. Do you think go it's because I got ahead of you and I was like pushing you to read it? Do you think maybe that took some <clears throat> enjoyment out of it for you? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, then I won't do that again. I mean, but I, it's fine. Like it is what it is, and I, I read quickly. But when I read quickly like that, I'm not. I'm, I'm getting less emotional. Like I'm not emoting with it. I'm getting more of just the the brute force kind of like, okay, this is what's going on kind of thing. So I definitely on the second reading would imagine that I will probably feel a little bit more of that kind of connection to some of the characters. I get like, when I think about rereading steel ball run, like my stomach gets all like fluttery and weird. Yeah. Cause you hated, you had some real strong emotional responses. I, I did. I shouted a bunch. Yeah. Like I was like, because you you were like, I'm not reading part eight. I can't like not right now. Like it's- because I went to go click on it and I was just like, I really I can't because we like I said over and over again in this podcast we we watched part five and then we restarted everything, um, or like we we resumed part three I think and went directly into part four and then we kind of took a a break or whatever to get caught up on like uploading episodes and so I was like oh we have time to actually read it like let's find it let's find the manga somewhere and read it and yeah Stone Ocean is a fucking whopper like it's not it's a good it's a good story it's a very good story it's my kind of story like absolutely it's my kind of story like that really feels like something like I would fucking write and then get angry comments on AO3 <laughs> from and then Steel Ball Run with how fucking gorgeous his art style really started becoming in part seven I mean it was really gorgeous in, in part six but in Steel Ball Run like you you're back to like a an, a male centric cast but it doesn't even focus on a Joe star really right like it's very I just I literally like when when Gyro signs his name to sign up for the fucking race, like I fell in love with him right then and there. Wow. I didn't even really have to see his fucking face in a panel. 
to like be like just madly in love with him like i already knew i saw that zeppelin name and i was like i love you marry me (laughs) please damn thank you wow like honestly seriously and and then just everything after that with the characters and the the reusing of names from other parts was kind of funny to me and the uniqueness of the setting and the overall story just and and how everyone got their stands yeah i just i honestly just think it's I don't I don't know I don't know what it is about part seven that I'm just not like is in love with I think it's because of how much the end of part six really wounded my brain yeah in a way that I maybe didn't talk about as much but like it really stung and it feels it's part seven at least on the first read through just felt almost as though I was quote-unquote cheating on yeah the earlier experience so I get that. Maybe that negatively impacted my opinion. I get what you're saying completely. I felt like I was, I didn't feel like I was cheating on anything leading up to part seven. I felt like I was cheated hmm. out of something almost in the beginning. And then I guess I just let the story really like get absorbed. And I really, I don't know, like I just developed this very unhealthy. <laughs> relationship with two-dimensional characters on paper <laughs> speaking of which we just got an art book right uh, this this like my mom is like fucking she nice lady mvp i i didn't want anything for christmas and i talked to greg i was like do you want a very expensive art book because mm-hmm. i'll ask her for it and if she says no she says no and that's fine we'll get it sometime down the road it's just it's it is the nicest like it is like it was not not cheap but boy the the production quality on this book is yeah. just like it really it's the Jojo Veller it really drives in just how good of an artist like it really and it I feel like it does add a lot of character to all seven well there's eight parts we just we didn't spoil we part. skipped looking at the artwork for part eight <laughs> yeah, we didn't because i was like this probably has spoilers we put a fucking like but the artwork for alert. part seven really didn't have spoilers yeah but there's gonna be characters i don't know like i mean yeah I, I get you yeah i so, get you but it's just funny because like we we did an actual spoiler like block on an actual physical book which is just kind of funny to think about. but Right. But then I was really happy that we skipped ahead because we saw the Gucci promo stuff mm-hmm. that he did, like legitimately like teamed up with Gucci. Still fucking blows my mind. Like, <laughs> I mean, of course it makes sense in the greater context of JoJo as a, as a franchise. Absolutely. But yeah. It's just wild. Um, But yeah, so I am madly in love with Gyro Zeppeli and I'm probably going to leave you for him someday. That's fine. When I he becomes that. a real boy. A real boy. <laughs> uh which will be never <laughs> just my my condolences right <laughs> sucks to be me um but again i think the reason you really liked stardust crusaders being very um odyssey-esque is like the same reason i like steel ball run so much is because it does have that odyssey type quality where they're on a journey yeah there's an end goal they're trying to you know do 
a lot of things at once and a rocky pretty much like he went to go write part seven and went i'm just gonna throw all these fuckers off (laughs) and i'm also gonna take a trip or at least at least one trip to america and do all this shit because he did that for part six too i guess yeah remember from the the book he's like postcard kind of entries and stuff from all over Sounds America. Sounds like from Utah, I thought. I don't know. <laughs> I literally can't think straight because my back is hurting so much. So mm, um, I think we're going to have to, she says, and then she looks at her gyro Zeppelin film background. Give me give me energy. <laughs> we're going to have to call this a night. Man, this has been, it's been, a, been a long episode. Right. It's been our end of year wrap up that with one. our top five non-JoJo and top five JoJo. All right, guys, it is December 29th upon this recording, and we will not be back until next year. Yep, but uh, this should be up tomorrow, hopefully, and so tune in. But thanks as always. Okay, bye. Bye.